Hi, Danielle. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Mel? Well, I'm uh, I'm great. Uh, after having uh, about 10, was it 10 days, eight days uh, in a different part of the UK, having a really cool trip, but you've had some time away as well. Yeah, yeah. I went to uh, a different part of the States, to a different state, got to enjoy. It was funny because we both got to, uh, without even knowing that we were making these plans, we ended up going <laughs> to the same type of environment and enjoying ourselves equally as much um, at the same time. Yeah, at the same time. I love yeah. that it works. Serendipitous in ways. Serendipitous. Yeah, certainly was that. Because um, I I wasn't sure whether I could take the time because I think I've said to you um, previous conversations that the projects I've been involved with have been really full on because we've created them from scratch had to design them and then mobilize them um so there's there's nothing worse sometimes for people if they do take leave you've got to work extra hard to take leave so that you can have a week off and come back and work extra hard but the the idea of actually having leave so being able for me to be able to get to that place of going somewhere that i wanted to go to but really park work because this is yeah. the first time in over a year. I hadn't realized until I went. I nearly took my work laptop because last time I went on leave, I did take my work laptop. Yep. And I was sat there <laughs> almost with this compulsion of taking my work laptop because I've I've purposely not put work um, emails on my phone. So I can't access anything from my... And it's a new phone as well because I, I smashed my... Uh, other phone previous to the trip <laughs> slid <laughs> off onto the concrete floor several times where I couldn't even access any information on it so the so I'd have to change the phone and I was sat there looking at this laptop which is it's a big one of uh you know do I take that no so I have to be really uh uh quite forceful with myself yeah to say leave it there yeah get in the car take his stuff and go and part work for a week. So that was quite a challenge because that was the first time um, with all the different projects I've been working on in over a year. And then with, you know, with the global pandemic and everything that's been going on, you know, we've had lockdown, as you know, in the UK has been everywhere's different. Right. Um, Yours has been a little bit more severe than in the States. Yeah. And I think ours only really... um, you know, every few months it's been different, but things only really started to open up where people could start to travel abroad. Now, I didn't really feel like getting caught in this whole, it might change tomorrow business. That's too much change too soon. So I chose a venue in the the UK, which is one of the really beautiful parts of, uh, of the country. So what we thought is because We've explored uh, the pursuit of happiness uh, in previous podcasts is this was us applying a lot of those things in action uh, to our own lives to to, to not necessarily we weren't purposely always doing it because it was more about being in the moment, wasn't it? It was more about really going with the flow of what we could create in that time space because I knew I only had that this time at this point in the year in which to use that opportunity 
to go and explore, which I love doing because numerology wise, I'm a five. So I like to go off and explore and have new experiences. And I think you had the same sort of feeling, didn't you? Yeah. It was just kind of this overwhelming feeling to get away from, um, the consistent work effort that I had been putting in, you know, you had, a several projects get to a place of, um, not necessarily completion, but where you could step away and take the breath. Yeah. And I had completed one of my projects and then a couple others were in just as this really nice spot where I had this opening and I did the same as you did. And it's, it's funny because we didn't realize this until after the fact, but I put all of my work away as well. I didn't bring anything with me. I didn't, uh, uh, I made it a point to stay away from things that would caused me to leave the moment that I was in, you know, to research or to focus on whatever it is I'm focusing on at the moment. And so it's been really, um, it was a nice change of pace. It was nice to, you know, we preach being in the moment and in the moment we are working towards these projects, working towards this stuff, but, you know, it was very important to be able to really enjoy the space that was being created and, and this, this, this moment by moment experience that was going to be had if I stayed focused on that and not on all the, the loose ends or on the things that I could accomplish or allowing my mind to wander into its philosophical side and, and then have to research it and look into it. It was nice just to kind of just be and allow the inner yeah. child to come through and just go explore and, and keep myself busy in a way that was natural. It wasn't a forced busy. It was just, everything seemed exciting and I really wanted to do it. And I'm just really glad that it happened. Yeah. It's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because we, we talk a lot, um, whether that is, you know, through the podcast or, um, in our separate conversations about the tools that we endorse and apply to ourselves whilst um creating you know the day-to-day experience of working and kids and shopping and all the other things that you do in you know for your everyday lives Mm -hmm. of implementing the tools and trying to stay in this beingness whilst always working on something that has a trajectory of you know it's that constant (laughs) interplay isn't it with being in the here and now with this with this trajectory of this is in this week, I need that in that next month. And I know that in my work life, I do things in three month segments. And I kind of knew in March that towards the end of September on these projects, they would get into a more stabilized position, you know, and, and then you can take that break, but it's also about utilizing windows of opportunity. Yes. And I was, you know, and I will ruminate quite a lot of, shall I go away and can I be bothered? And, you know, I like, you know, I want to stay in the same space or I can just stay at home. But actually, I, I forget still, even though I know all this stuff, that when you transplant yourself into a completely different space and you park some of those things, it's much more possible to immerse yourself totally in that being in the here and now experience, especially when you're in surroundings, either increase that feeling of awe in, you know, delight, satisfaction, 
whether that is the food that you eat, the sunsets that you have, listening to the waves rolling. So we, we thought also it might be nice to share some of the experiences that we've both sort of noticed in that process, because uh, one of my newer experiences was actually going with a friend for a few days and traveling in the car and, you know, and I, and I love being on the road and I love exploring new places and just seeing what turns up and finding this little cafe, you know, in the middle of nowhere or yeah. taking a detour. And all of those moments that build on moments that build on moments that then that other stuff that normally comes in, like you say, whether it's the thought process or somebody else requiring something or something else that you've got to commit to uh, with work aren't there to disrupt what becomes almost like that Abraham Hicks talks about building of momentum Mm -hmm. it becomes more possible to generate those feelings it is it it feels like you know that's the it's contradictory um that when you take the break when you take the pause uh, and just go and do something opposite like unwork like work unrelated to work that you could actually be consistently building this momentum. Yeah. But the momentum doesn't stop because you've, you've created this machine to run on its own and it continues to run and it continues to gain this momentum. And what you're doing is clearing that space um, and clearing the, the, the residual energies that need to clear. So this momentum can get bigger and bigger And, you know, even if you don't look at it in that way, that is kind of what's happening is you're Mm. clearing this space for yourself and for whomever you choose to, to involve in that and allowing this, um, this rest period, knowing that this machine that's been running consistently is going to continue to run for you Mm. and gain this momentum for you so that you can in, in return clear and allow this new energy to form. So you come in more ready, I guess would be the way to, to put that, you know, I am, it's when you start to take the implement, these steps that we've taken to get to this place in our existence, which is, you know, we're in the in place of, you know, we we've healed. And I'm not saying that, you know, that there's not continued healing, but that you've, you've done the big stuff. You've done the big healing. You've, you've recognized who you are. You're recognizing that you're manifesting your life, that you are in control of your destiny in that way. Mm. And, and then the acknowledgement that, you know, part of that manifestation is being able to take that, that pause, take that deep breath and create this, this world around you that allows you to, to take that pause, to take Mm. that breath, to renew that energy source, because the, the wheel's still turning, right? It's still turning. That machine's still running. You're still creating it, but you're clearing that energy for yourself to come back and have a fresh set of eyes on it, a fresh perspective on it, a, a deeper breath, because you're not running at full speed nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. And there's something about certainly because I had this experience and I haven't had it for a long time because I haven't had a trip where I've just been able to park everything to the degree that I could lately. Um, Last time I was able to do that was sort of 2018, I think, when I, I, I was able to take about three weeks out and um went off to Italy and I remember having that feeling of 
of how much putting yourself in an environment that you that you want to go to whatever that environment is that lights you mm-hmm. up whether it's forest hills cities landscapes coastal scapes whatever that is yep. being involved or witnessing things that you know you're interested in or that you just are curious about and then of meeting people who uh, because in all those different spaces I go to, because they they live by the sea, so three of the different places I went to, it's a surfer lifestyle. I love watching the surfing going on, sitting on the beach when the music's playing, totally children relaxed, ramping up, you know, and not being anything, you know, no name, no title, no, and and this is where it. Ram Das and I was I was saying to you uh, in some of the messages that we were sharing, I've been listening to a lot over the last few weeks. Talks about becoming nobody, and I think even the film that uh, has been released or is due to be released now is about becoming nobody, and it's quite mm. an interesting way of um, looking at how often we grow up and he talks about this we grow up and our parents have this idea about who it is we're going to become whether we're going to train to be a lawyer or a doctor or you know whatever the idea is about the the child in the family and then they'll go through those motions and you go to school to be somebody and you get these exams to be somebody and you you join this person to be somebody and you're somebody in that relationship and somebody in those friendships And yet there's something quite freeing in his experiences of being, you know, like a a psychologist for years and and looking at all these labels and personality and persona and the masks that we wear, all of that is when he had his own mystical experiences and realised he was a consciousness and they were masks and personas and he wasn't you know uh this person he wasn't this person and he was witnessing the falling away of all of these things that he'd claimed that weren't really him because he hadn't really wanted to pursue the path that his parents had in mind for him anyway and that was the kind of where I was sat sort of reflecting on how freeing it is to go to a space no matter you know, whether you say you were famous or not famous or you were known where you live and then you go somewhere and everybody's a nobody and the nobody has a, a negative connotation because right. it's a striving to be somebody. But in that moment is we were all exactly just consciousnesses in, you know, human form. And some of those human forms were surfing and, you know, and you're experiencing the waves and the the sea air and the sun shining on you and the music and no one is relating through any of those things of status or what you do or you know the kind of usual things you you go to a party who are you who are you what do you do how many kids do you have are you married yeah all of those things that like what is that really saying anyway and And so it was all of those, uh, all of those sort of processes of thinking about how even with everything I've learned and all the different theories I've come across, that you still notice that you get caught into, you know, because as I'm placing my laptop back on my desk, what what was I telling myself about what I needed to do if I took the laptop? 
you know what was that about what was that draw it's true you know the the need to not respond because in in the current position you're nobody and nobody has anything to respond to and (laughs) you know and I don't have any and just to be surrounded in the sea of nobody was actually a beautiful experience you know we had random conversations with random people here and there but you know, you wouldn't remember their name. You wouldn't remember anything that they told you. They just had, you You had an experience, had a consciousness experience where you were speaking to another form of consciousness and you guys related to whatever it was. And then that was the end of it. And that energetic, all you have left is that energetic imprint. And, and, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful experience to be able to reach the place of saying nobody cares. And I am so grateful for that. Yeah. yeah so. And you know, Ramnas talks about that in 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 some of his uh some of the lectures that they've, you know, he, he's been recording stuff since the 70s of you know those uh where he got to a stage of where you can be so full of love for everybody because you get to a stage where you realize that there isn't really any difference in love. We can love everybody. Yeah. You know, this idea of love in the West is about romantic love, which in the east and might think you know for the first three to six months it's not really love it's lust it's right. the idealization of the person of what they give to you you know it, is it really the type of love which is about what you can bring to them is it something of a union or is it something that you've half done for yourself and the other person right. brings you know but really he said he loves everybody you know when they come he loves the time with them and they go but he's neutral you know they're there or they're not there and and it's quite a interesting space to start thinking about because it's not that people don't have meaning but as we were talking you know last time is if something's got meaning there's always a polar opposite of them meaningless you know there's something or there's nothing and it's and this interplay we always have about how we try and hold this is important because because was it my ego that was saying something about if I don't take my laptop and I come back and I've only got three emails which I actually only had four (laughs) and I was like two parts of me was isn't it cool that I can go away and I've got things to the point where everybody's functioning isn't that cool but at the same time there's that other part of you the the ego that still is in the The back of your head saying What, what do you mean you only got you know I'm not important enough anymore <laughs> I understand that I do I understand that it's like at, at some point when you're not putting in your energy into it, it, it do you still count as a human or do you still have the same yeah. or importance that you know you've 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 told yourself that you've had and and it's it's wild when you know you kind of shut things down, how little, you know, I, I can relate to that in the sense that I have a tendency to shut down my, my Facebook and deactivate for like 30 days, just to kind of, you know, get back to self because it can become overwhelming. And it's a very, it's an addictive, you know, programming for, um, a lot of us. And so, you know, there gets this place where it's like, I'm not getting any comments or people responding or people, you know, Mm. asking me where I've been. And so you have to take that little bit of that ego hit, but at the same time, it's like, oh, 
it's like a relief. I, I don't, I'm not responsible for even an eighth of what I've been telling myself I've had to be responsible for. And, and look <laughs> at the world still turning without it's me. still turning without me being <laughs> yeah. a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, that's, it's, that's it's nice. Sort of it's scary, but it's nice at the same time, depending on what you're talking about, right. With work, I could see where it would be like, you know, oh my gosh, I'm still necessary in this job. And then, but the other hand, it's like, I've been running this, this so well that it's yeah. working like that mechanism that we've created that, that yeah. machine that runs on its own, that you've done such a good job that they're, that they're not only continuing to run it, I'm but they're, they're respecting your time away enough not to blow you up with emails or consistent calls or, you know, text messages and, and, yeah. and, and yeah. then come to the, Oh, that might've been more along the lines of what it is. Well, often that's the way things are set up, isn't it? So I I do remember making a conscious decision years ago after having so many different things to do in work. I think I was doing the job of three or four people and trying to manage all those different things. And with one of the teams that I had, got them to a place that I actually went on holiday for two weeks and it all works really well. Yeah. But, you know, prior to that, You know, there's something that keeps people invested in this notion of um, uh, what are the key things that people say? You know, I'm so busy. I'm always busy. All these notions that we tell ourselves um, of why they why we stay involved in those patterns Mm -hmm. of being stressed, of being caught in, of uh, of operating in that way. Mm -hmm. And I think once I realized, and you said something earlier before we started this podcast is that's the stuff that became obvious, but it had to get really big for me to see that it was that obvious. Now, other people around me were saying, I don't know how you do all that. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. You know, (laughs) I couldn't understand your, well, that was your consistency. Yeah, yeah, that was your normal. Exactly. So yeah. I was approaching everything in that way because that's how I was how I was doing it. And as time went on and you realize that if you start losing sleep and you start uh, malfunctioning or you start to look at the world in a different way, as we've spoken in previous podcasts, the signs become more uh, relevant. You start to see them. Or if you don't, you, you either emotionally or physically start to break down so I had kind of learned that tough lesson you know years ago but this it's interesting because we've talked about if we if we looked at all of these things as big things that were there that we were involved in and a part of and even if we were aware of to some degree extricating yourself from that and creating some awareness about what is happening in that interaction in that exchange that keeps us involved in that whether we're a parent whether it is work whether it's creative endeavors whether it's dramas we get involved with what is it that keeps us in those games and the more and more you extricate yourself from that that and especially in the last 18 months with covid so many more of us have been at home more Mm-hmm. Uh, in our smaller worlds is you start to realize the subtleties that still draw from your own energy field yeah. and you said something earlier that was fascinating which is you know we don't always realize that we feel exhausted and tired and burnt out um and we can work hard to heal get fit eat well all of that 
And sometimes it can only, and the more sensitive or empathic you are, I think people can feel that on a deeper level. You can have the odd thing that captures your attention or somebody that sends you a text, like you said, you go on Facebook and I know I'll start reading something and I'm like, wow, that's interesting. And then I've read it, you know, and an hour's gone by and I'm now absorbed in a completely different world yeah. of information yeah. and I have totally left the experience that I'm in. So, yeah. and you do have to get quite disciplined then, don't you put the laptop away or the phone away yep. or do something else because I kept on reminding myself, even though I'm fairly good at it, when I was on the beach, be here right now, feel yeah. the sand, feel the sun, feel the lights, enjoy the experience. And then when you tune into it, and this is where you get into the sort of mindfulness element of it, mm. you're not meditating, but you're getting into that relaxed zone, is then I started to notice the things that capture my attention that really bring me joy, which is little children playing children or the, the birds that you see, uh, you know, seaside, I can't tell you, I, I realized that, um, you know, we'd brought the speaker and we had played it for a little bit, had left to grab lunch and come back. And I never put on music again. Instead, I was so immersed in, in what it, the atmosphere that yeah. I sat there, I, I swear an hour went by of me watching these birds chase each other and, <laughs> and, you know, the way they walked and the way, like, you know, my husband and I became like, began creating these scenarios with these birds <laughs> and it just became like, you know, and then you'll see this person walk by with their, with their dog on the, on, you know, on the lead and, you know, and then you're, you're commenting on this dog and how sweet it is. And then you see the children playing and the laughter and you're like, Oh, you know what, let's get up and let's walk the beach a little bit. And, yeah. you know, and then you're looking at shells and it just becomes this totally immersive experience that if you had maybe pulled out your phone and say that you and I had gotten into a conversation, I would not be immersed in that experience. I'd have one yeah. foot in the door and one foot out of the door and not giving myself what I deserve. And what I deserved was to be in that moment and not being directed one way or another by looking at my phone or playing the music because the ocean just provides so many good sounds. And for me, I needed that. I, you know, again, I, I listen to music all the time, but during that time frame, I really just needed to be immersed in the atmosphere, you yeah. know, um, you know, we, we flew kites and, you know, just things that we wouldn't normally do because we were so immersed in what we were doing. And I think you said that something about creating the bubble, you know, we were mm. creating this bubble around us and inside of this bubble was just like, what next? And what could we do to have more fun? And, and it wasn't like chasing the high, it was more along the lines of, you know, what's that next step? I'm just continuing to step forward. And if this was fun, let's add to that experience. And if that plus that was fun, let's add to that experience. And then it was just, but, and then it was bedtime, you know, <laughs> and then we're just flat out exhausted because we've had complete immersion into these experiences all day long inside yeah. of this bubble that we created where even though other energies were present around us, we weren't focused on them enough to change anything that was happening. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, of course you take these moments to yourself to say, okay, I'm still a human. I still have responsibilities. I'm still going to check in with a certain, you know, number of things, you know, like for me, it's the kids and please tell me the dogs went outside and got fed today kind of stuff, you know, because, 
yeah, you forget when you're immersed in this experience that other people are yeah. existing, you know, the world didn't go on, on pause. You know, we all wish it would sometimes, but, you know, um, I just, you know, I will honestly say this would probably be the first trip I've taken that I have felt no desire to be involved with or inside of anything, but what I was doing. Mm. I didn't feel the pool, the tug to check my phone. I wasn't feeling the pool or the tug to go back and lay down. I wasn't having, you know, any of these normal thought patterns that would cross or the energy that would flow through and then stop itself. Or I would, you know, unconsciously stop it to, from, you know, just blossoming in that moment. And so for me, this experience was just, um, exactly what I had always hoped taking short trips would be. And oh. yeah, so I'm still very, you know, we got home late last night, so I'm still glowing from it. I'm still in this, you know, slowly slipping back into the, what reality looks like day to day for me. Mm. Um, but I'm still, that energy is still very much within me, still very much, you know, propelling me forward into the excitement that was, you know, planning for today, because I love the podcast that we do. It, it doesn't feel like work. It feels like play and mm. being able to, to shift in that way was really kind of nice. Like the worst thing I had to do was take a shower today, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. And that, and that bubble that you've referred to of all of those layers, like you say, this, you took a step and that was a nice experience. He took another step and that was a nice experience. And you get all those layers of experience that even if, and, and this is on a sort of brain neural pathway level, even if a thought come in that normally could really just draw your attention to that. And then, because what happens is then another comes in another, it doesn't seem to, it doesn't seem to stick it doesn't seem to come in because this has been generated so much. And as you were talking, it was almost like I could see almost like a big pink cloud being drawn. And this stuff that normally these lines that would draw your attention and focus somewhere else and dissipate the what's in the clouds. Right. Has it has less opportunity to do that if you give yourself full permission in that time frame. Because I know, and we've talked about intention setting and, you know, the law of attraction and generating uh, this state. And sometimes we have to learn to do that on purpose before it will naturally start to accumulate yeah. of its yeah. own accord. Because mm -hmm. as you say, you know, those experiences can, can keep um, dissipating, you know, each of those moments that you've created because you're drawn back to that to that thing that created that distraction and it can generate to the point that because I know you were in awe of uh, several times and I was in awe of how all of those aspects of that picture was filling in it was like I was seeing a picture yeah. uh, being created in front of me the kids the surfers the dogs playing the music the the smell of the food the yes. whole thing it was almost like that wouldn't nothing else would have had that opportunity but I'd also in some subtle ways had sort of planted the seed if we're thinking about when we talk about new moon uh intention setting 
and planting a seed, projecting that into the future of towards this time period of creating a space. So it was almost like that was there in, in the process of being created and that in that space, there is no time to wake up and time to, to finish. And it, for me, the days felt much longer where I just got in the car and we just explored and we just went. And the only parameter I had was being able to drive back before it gets too dark because it's country roads, there are no lights. Right. Um, so I had that window of dawn, literally till sundown. Till sundown. Yeah. In which to do that. Yeah. And so the the system is on full, it, it's ramping and ramping and ramping. Yeah. And it's much easier when you've immersed yourself in those experiences. It sort of reminded me of experiences I've had in the past where I've been in retreats mm. or when I went and did the yoga training because the yoga training was again in a setting that it was beautiful. I was with people who were there, you know, for the same thing. We were meditating, we were doing yoga, we were doing chanting, we were out on the beach, all of that. And that immersive experience, that was a longer time. And it actually took me longer back then to generate what now can be generated in a weekend. Right. And yeah. in, 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 a, in an environment where you're not learning or, you know, creating yes. where a space has been created for you to get to that place, you know, like these are just normal places and you now are creating the space for yourself because you've practiced what we've been, you know, we're practicing what yeah. we preach. We're walking our talk and we're realizing that everything that you do can create this bubble, can create these layers of, of joy, of protection, of in the now and the just being moments that we are so deserving of. And everything, you know, and it's easy to get caught up in this day-to-day, um, activities. So sometimes a break is exactly what you need. Mm. And, you know, there's, you know, been times that I've, I've tried to get this break just by myself and, and go to a, a spiritual retreat and then just be highly disappointed. And, <laughs> you know, inside, <laughs> inside of that, I've also realized that, I create the space. And so wherever I'm going, I can create this joy. I can create yeah. an experience. And now that I'm further along in my journey, you know, I'm picking very carefully and very wisely who is involved in my journey and, and why they're involved in my journey and the root of it and, and how that journey builds upon itself by including another or, you know, picking the people wisely that you want yeah. to involve in that, you know? And so even whenever I was on the trip, you know, I was just very careful when, of who I talked to on the trip, as far as, you know, people on just, if I was checking my phone, I wouldn't respond to certain people because I knew that that would take me out of the energy zone I was. Yeah. And, yeah. um, and, and knowing that, you know, the people I was talking to were, were easily, placed up into the frequency of where, you know, you and I were obviously sitting inside of during this, these moments we were having, you know, you and I were literally sending pictures back and forth. And that was, that was pretty much the extent of our conversation was look at this pretty, (laughs) you know, how beautiful that. Yeah. Yeah. Look how pretty. Yeah. It was just wild. And, you know, I've, the lesson I will take away from this trip was, 
how little I needed, I need to be involved consistently with, um, conversations, you know, at that I'm realizing that it was really just my need to feel needed and that it's all going to work itself out regardless. I'm not responsible for anything, but myself, you know, and, and I can take on part of the responsibility of another human enjoying themselves as well. And let's just build upon that instead of me, you know, picking up the phone and making sure so-and-so is okay because they knew they were having a rough day or something. Well, they'll make it through. And, you know, and unless it's an emergency situation, I have no need yeah. to be involved in that. And even when it's an emergency situation, I couldn't have been involved in it anyway, because I'm not there. So, you know, so, yeah. So it just kind of worked itself out. And, and, and inside of these, this, this beautiful experience, the lesson coming out of it is this form of nihil, nihilism, I think is that nihilism which is just nothing matters. And, you know, you can look at it, you know, the, the optimistic side or the negative side, you know, and I choose the optimistic side, which is none of this really matters. So I might as well really go and enjoy it. Like every aspect of none of this matters long-term yeah. and I mean, long-term soul journey and um, that I should just go and really live in my moment and really experience what this world has to offer and do the things that allow me to get to enjoying what this world has to offer. And, and it's just been a really, it was a really cool, like deep breath moment inside of these, um, this understanding as you and I are, you know, we're consistently working and walking towards this path of aligning all of the, the beauty that is within us and outside of us. And when we can, sit back for a minute and do the hindsight rule that I like to use and look back and say, okay, what was the lesson in this? And my lesson was just look at this world, go and enjoy it. Just yeah. really go and just immerse yourself in it. You go down to the park and just immerse yourself in it. Go swim in a river or in a lake, go, you know, go to the you know community pool and, and you, you create your bubble you create the experience and yeah. it, you know, there's something about this, this immersing and realization that everything can just continue to move on. And we already know this. I mean, you and I know this and we've experienced it, but when it comes back in that cycle and it's in your face and it's like, Hey, guess what? Everything worked itself out. And you just got to be in the moment this whole time. It's like, ah, crown chakra. <laughs> Thank you. It feels nice yeah. to just have that faith and trust that everything is always aligning in your best interests and you're just letting go of the reins and letting it happen. Yeah. And I, and I think as you were talking, it was reminded me of really why probably people, and I've been to retreats as well, seek a, re a retreat type of experience usually, because it's almost like we need to go to a place that is a container mm -hmm. that we know the rules are, put your phones away or don't bring them and no one's really talking to each other in the mornings and you know you're eating healthy but you're also doing things more mindfully and everything slows down and one of the things that made me smile as well again when I was listening to Ram Dass he was saying that when he went to India he met this young lad that um like if you looked at what a typical guru looked like, you know, a beard, long hair, um, walking around the streets. Anyway, there was a real connection between them. And <laughs> Ram Das would be, you know, 
talking about things that had happened, what he'd done, things like that. And the guy was like, stop. You don't need to keep talking about the past. And they'd be talking about other things. You don't need to be talking about the future. And in the end, Ravan said, I had nothing to talk about. You know, it was then easy to be in the silence because what you yeah. realise, we're either talking about the past or we're talking about the future or we're being drawn into situations because some there's a part of us that still thinks they can't survive without us or, you know, or we still need to be needed. And yeah. that's why we have to transplant ourselves into a physical area like a retreat where all of us are searching for this opportunity to slow the world down, still it just, down yeah, and be, and just be which is incredibly challenging if people have never done it or they do it occasionally yet when you apply you know if you've been doing it in your life on a even if I think they were saying 15-20 minutes of meditation a day you know if you're doing that or even the mindfulness element of it you will start to see these changes you will start to feel the subtleties of when you hit and I think this is this is probably something that's become a lot more obvious to me in the last few years. When you hit these um, satisfying places, even if we're not talking about bliss, exhilaration and joy and the lofty sort of right. uh, experiences that- Contentment. I feel yeah, content. Peace, yeah. contentment, stillness of, of what can be in, in a lot of people's uh, experiences within reach that you, you know, you don't have to meditate for five hours a day in order to get that. If your life is chaotic and you've got those things going on, then of course you need to apply these techniques, but often people will resist that. And I've seen that in, when I've been going to yoga or when I started teaching and people will say, what are you doing? I'm going to a yoga trip, you know, oh, wow, are you? And I'm like, yeah, but it's not as mystical as you think it is really, because what happens is you're still in a room with other people. There'll right. always be people that you like. There'll be people that irritate you. You'll either love or hate the teacher in some ways. Right. Or, you know, and when I was getting up every day and I was thinking that this week, when I was getting up every day at eight o'clock in the morning, where it's actually cold in October, uh, I think it's end of September, it's cold in the mornings in September before the sun comes up, having to find a shower that had hot water long enough so that you warmed your body up before you even walked across the path in the dark to start doing yoga while feeling moody because you're not feeling like you want to get out of bed so these are all the real experiences that people have because we glamorize it we glamorize retreats but I'm going to tell you I will never go to another one and that's just (laughs) it you know I had my experience and that experience taught me that I can create my own experience without being under the guise of other people's rules other people's stipulations other people's um uh, you know, regimented, you know, timeframes. Yeah. The framework under them, because I'm here to create my experience, not their experience. And although that does work as you're walking your way forward, you know, the lesson that I learned inside of going to retreat was I create my own retreat anywhere I go. And in that it's, it, I, I simply mean, I'm not working under another person's, you know, thought pattern of what it is that I should be doing inside of a retreat. I want my own retreat. I want to do what I want to do. And, and, you know, of course there's, you know, exceptions to that. Like when you're learning something or you're doing, you know, learn, you know, practicing. Yeah. 
But yeah, you, you can either grapple because uh, I think the common thing that's come out, even if you watch Eat, Pray, Love, you know, yeah. the, the classic film of mm-hmm. where she starts to try and meditate and she struggles and then, you know, she struggles with the with the relationships of the people that she's having around her. Um, even if that is that is the struggle, the other element of that is, you know, <laughs> I used to I used to look forward to say like having doing yoga on the beach. And when I was away on this trip, I was chatting with my friend. I said, "Oh, should we do yoga?" And, um, and I said, "Yeah, but not on the beach because I hated it when I eventually did yoga on the beach. It was everywhere. cold. It was yeah sand and sand in your hands and sand all over your clothes and in your trainers and everything so it's it's that um it's that desire to go for things that that you want and trying them whether it's a retreat or a trip or a weekend away or a visit to somewhere and then I starting to sort through as I realize because even still I get up and I think well it wasn't just on the retreat it felt like that it's just that that amplified it amplified it like I do feel put a microscope on it yeah it (laughs) amplified the fact that I can feel moody in the mornings and Mm -hmm. I don't really want to talk to anyone and I like to gather my thoughts and walk around in my own world and shift whatever is going on well that was going on anyway it's just that when you've got small children and you run around from school and school bags and school shoes the focus is all on them and that's drawn so you sort of forget yourself in in that you just get on with the stuff don't you so those things haven't changed and exactly the same as you is you know there were elements of it that I really enjoyed and other elements where I'm sort of flatlining dead bored yeah (laughs) Yeah, you know, and it's right. that balance, and you get to choose, like, you know, how you spend your money and where you spend your money. And if, yeah. if if retreats are really special to you, I mean, I'm not here to you know rain on that parade. No, I just no, from my personal value, yeah. experience, I I you know I felt like I was on more of a retreat this past weekend than yes. anything I've yeah. ever done in the past. I felt very at home in my skin. I felt you know, like I was responsible for me and my thoughts and my environment and what's going on around me. And it felt really nice to, to kind of take, um, instead of taking the back seat to what, what a retreat would be, I was taking the front seat to my own life and, and creating my own mm. sacred space and creating the rituals that I wanted to do, you know, waking up early in the morning, I'm an early riser. And so I'm always up before the sun rises And so, you know, I just took opportunity. I, you know, went ahead and warned my husband, Hey, if I'm not in the room, I promise I didn't (laughs) run away. I'm just down at the beach being a weirdo. And so, you know, I would walk myself down to the beach and, you know, the tide's starting to go back out and the sun's rising over the ocean. And I'm saying my daily uh, gratitude ritual that I do every morning. And it just kind of hits different yes. because I am inside of this experience. I just created, you know, my husband and I work, you know, and you, we work really hard to get to this place in our life and, and to be able to, it's time to enjoy it. And, and when you get into those moments where that you hear the the, the waves coming in and the subtle changes of, you know, the skyline as the, the dawn is approaching. Yes. There's other people on the beach because who doesn't want to catch a sunrise on the beach. Right. Mm-hmm. And, 
you, but they're, they're off in their own little world and, and they're enjoying that peaceful moment for themselves. And, Mm -hmm. you know, um, I brought, had brought my phone out just so I could catch a couple of the pictures because you don't get to do it very often, but then the phone went inside the shoe and then it went back over there. And then I just kept walking around and finding little seashells and just completely being grateful for the experience I was having. And that really set me up for the rest of my day. It really allowed me that space to, to say, ah, I'm here. I'm now I'm deserving and I am grateful. And it was just a, I, I am glad that the work that has been done over the last few years has really been showing itself today. I almost started crying, um, from gratitude, just, just thinking how much I've manifested my world, how much I have, I, I came across a post that was about two years ago and it said something like, I am manifesting my ideal experience. And I am sitting inside of the ideal experience I've manifested. I I've put in that effort and now I'm reaping this abundance of rewards in all forms and yeah. be able to appreciate it because I've been on plenty of trips. I've gone on plenty of vacations, you know, taken the holidays, traveled to places I've always wanted to see, but it never was as fulfilling for me as it is now, because mm-hmm. I, I've made it a point to really be grateful and, and conscious of what it is I'm immersing myself in. And so to have the, to, the takeaway of, whoa, you know, I went to the same beach I've been going to since I was seven years old, you know, <laughs> so it wasn't any, like anything brand new, but it was so such a fresh set of eyes that inner child really was coming forward and allowing that. And, and knowing that, you know, based off the podcast that we've done and they've been so they're deep and what we, the work that you do is deep that you forget sometimes to kind of swim up to the surface and say, I'm taking a break mm-hmm. and I'm just going to enjoy what's going on uh, around me in this moment. And, and, and to really truly appreciate that is something that is new for me to, for as a witness, for me to witness myself, just really being in this, in this moment of joy of just appreciating everything that life has to offer and knowing that I have worked really hard to get here. And you, as you can see, the smile can't leave my face. I'm just, it's just amazing. And mm. you know, this is part of what you and I really do try to implement in this podcast is that you, you know, to get to this space because the other side is this, the other side is really deep breathing in that, that beauty that we're surrounded in. And that's within us at all times and appreciating it in ways that we've never been able to do so before. Yeah. And you, you, you highlight in several, three things I'm hearing through that, which is, Um, what happens when you apply any of the techniques or tools because sometimes we need to apply them externally to generate that as a new behavior over time (laughs) so that becomes more internal becomes more natural and that when you have several like you say you wake up you you rise at the time where you naturally seem to wake up and you harness 
the space and time in which you can go off and walk or have a coffee or whatever to to continue to generate that feeling and stay within yourself um and once the kids get older obviously it's easier to do that or it's easier to do on a break and so you're generating these different things which is akin to what you would do in a retreat and akin to what people do who follow a particular religion you know is the prayer or um gratitude all of those different elements when you join them together um can start to work together like almost like alchemy to to generate this new experience part of that process though is we don't necessarily know what it's going to be like when we are putting in the work as to what life can feel like and be experienced like and what I'm seeing and I'm also in reverence quite often to how I'm experiencing this and what I'm seeing unfold because if it wasn't a thing that we were just naturally experiencing all the time and had been for a long time we and we'd grown up with this uh because in a way that's a privileged world isn't it to have a taste of the delight of all these different things um but we haven't and we we've talked about this in uh several ways of how we've applied and implemented these steps knowing that we wanted to move away from what wasn't satisfying that was creating disharmony not realizing what what it all could look like and and you get and and maslow i think uh in psychology talked about peak experiences and one of the most beautiful ways of starting to notice that what you're doing is starting to shift you forward into a space where it's more and more likely where your life is going to start turning around for the better and you're going to feel more positive and you're going to start looking at the world through a different lens Mm -hmm. but sometimes it really is like changing the lens is you get these peak experiences and it it's almost like it can be an half an hour a day a flash uh, a high exhilaration whatever it is and then it might be that you go back to whatever your day-to-day life is it could feel mundane flat depressive whatever and then then you'll get another peak experience and it's not like and and the danger sometimes for some people is they then have a taste of that and we've looked at that in terms of meditation so one of the as I've said before, meditation is different for everyone, which is why I don't sit and say, this is how you should do it. I know how I've done it over the years and what's worked for me and what, what hasn't, but it's, it's often a very, it's often a different experience. But the thing with that is that that uh, slowing down of everything and experiencing yourself fully in terms of how your breath feels, how your body feels as you sit on the floor, are you feeling light? Are you feeling heavy? what's the air feel like on your face the moment you bring all your energy and attention back to yourself is it just allows those things that grip us most of the time to lose their grip and to gently move away to make some space and it's interesting we we're both talking about this space that's been created or the physical space that we entered that was beautiful, beautiful beach, beautiful sunshine, even if it's raining, you know, it's still beautiful. But really the work 
um, in terms of all of the stuff that we bring with us, the persona, the experiences, the trauma, all of that fills the space. So we have to release and let that go. And part of that process, and we started to touch on the idea of the shadow, part of that process is what is what is accumulated. It's almost like, you know, you pick up one bag and another bag and another bag through all these experiences. What's accumulated, whether it is like the the character in Charlie Brown always comes to my mind. It was one of the characters and he used to always have this, uh, haze of dust around him he just I can't remember which one I can't it remember was. his name but he carried a blanket yeah he I carried a blanket that. and there's yeah. always this and it always reminds me of what our energy field accumulates when we just magnify and attract this stuff that weighs us down that makes it heavy that makes it harder to walk and we don't know what the destination is going to look like if that has been our familiar space yeah. but what we know what I certainly know because I've you know I've whether it is young Freud, you know, uh, Maslow or Jordan Peterson or Abraham Hicks or, you know, wh- whoever the people that we listen to within the field of psychology in terms of how it's grown over the years is what we know is that implementing something on a consistent basis, you are going to start to see results. But if you if your brain, brain can't comprehend it because we're in this either place of lack or place of victimhood or place of survival and it serves a purpose with us being there because everything can have a payoff you know we can have friends that like us being victims because it superior and inferior is another pattern that that runs through lots of relationships you know that be we'll always compare ourselves to somebody else so we feel better they feel worse you know like right. even if we're not conscious of it so this stuff we accumulate drags us down slows us down and interferes with what we could be receptive to it's a bit like how you know sometimes the haze just blocks the sun or an eclipse goes over and you know and for a moment everything is dark right well that's that's us as humans and it is I still have to, like the way that you were talking, sit and sit back and review those moments because equally now coming back, you know, I'm back at work now and I thought, you know, I don't want it to be only two days that I'm still enjoying the benefits of all of these beautiful experiences and interactions like what you're saying with people that, because that's the other thing I, I kind of was like, I wasn't feeling excited, like, Oh, we're looking forward to going. But at the same time, I knew, I just knew there was a window of opportunity because the other thing is I could not predict for one moment how the trip was going to be, the people I was going to come into contact with the food I was going to, you know, going to enjoy or the bar that I was going to walk into, or the music that was, you know, all of those elements. I knew that there was going to be that there, but you, nothing's ever guaranteed. No, because not. Yeah. No, and it, and it just. But it's great to kind of, I, I guess now it's, uh, I always call it adequate packing, you know. Um, you know, I, I used to have a tendency to overpack because of the what ifs, you know, residing in what if land. And then. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of gave up all of that. Uh, then I found myself underpacking and being really like, oh my God, I have to go buy something because I forgot all of this stuff underpacking. 
But, you know, when I went, what I've learned to do is I don't, because I think you and I enter and have resided in the center of the will. So these roller coaster emotions aren't like they used to be, right? We don't ride the roller coaster. We're in the middle. And, um, we, we know that the trip is going to be something enjoyable because we have the opportunity to do it. Right. And then we create the space. So I began doing the little things like, I don't even pre-pack. I be, maybe the night before I pull out the suitcase and I pull out a couple outfits. And then that day of I'll start putting the things in there and prepping myself to go unless I'm leaving early in the morning, of course. Um, and then I kind of get excited in that way. Like, Oh, you know, I'm gonna, I love this outfit. I feel so confident in it. Instead of just in case we go here, I'm like, I wore dresses all week and I'm not really a huge dress yeah. wearer. And, and, but I and normally I, it's very particular about when I wear a dress. So I was like, uh, I like wearing dresses right now. So I'm just going to pack some dresses this week. And it doesn't matter if we go anywhere, I'll still wear it. And, <laughs> you know, and, and then it got excited because I realized that I was going to be on a little road trip and the road trip was going to be part of the journey. And the journey to the destination is something you, you know, you, no, for me, has been a new thing. I've always been so, de- you know, focused on the destination, on the destination. that yeah. I forget to enjoy the journey. So yeah. then it became about the journey and being in this, having this journey with my, you know, my best friend, who is my husband. And, you know, it was the furthest we had taken the, the vehicles up to this point. And because it's an electric vehicle, you know, you kind of have to plan around the stops and that stuff. So it made it a little bit longer than it would have, but that was actually kind of more fun for us because every mm-hmm. stop created this, this thing that we would do. We were like, okay, we're stopped here. So let's go walk over here or let's go do this, or let's, you know, have this moment, stretch our legs, whatever. And then by the time you hit the destination, you're already having a great time. Yeah. And then the destination just becomes the next step of the journey. And, and now you're here inside of that part of the journey. And, you know, um, I think whenever you live too far in the, in the future for when you're doing vacation is when it would, for me personally, that's when I would start uh, finding that anxiety, getting the, the worrisome, the picking the fight with the spouse, you know, not quite being happy enough, you know, like uh, the Chinese ghosts that are never satisfied, you know, and, and because I'm not in my now, I didn't clear the space. I'm, I'm carrying myself on vacation. I'm carrying mm-hmm. all of the trauma, all of the, you know, the, the resentment, all of the, you know, you just enter whatever, you know, you feel in that moment with me. And, you know, being um, able to just take these in blocks of things like packing's now a little bit more fun. And now the journey is a little bit more fun, which then leads you to the, the fun part, which is the vacation itself. You're on holiday. It's time to have a blast. And, and because you started to do these things and this beautiful step-by-step motion without being so concerned about the outcome of it, it becomes a lot more of an enjoyable experience. And you're not focused on what you're not doing or what you have to do or what wasn't done before you left, or, you know, cause you're not in your past, you're not in your future, you're sitting in your now. And it, when we talk doing the work, we are really talking from experience. And when we talk that we want to, you know, create this new life for ourselves, we're really putting in that effort to do this. And so to experience the effort in, in action is just a really amazing experience 
to have, and it's so precious. And I highly recommend everybody just walking through that, that shadow, that underworld, that, that experience, it's, it might be a little harder to face because this other side of the world is just mesmerizing. It is a different experience entirely. And we are all so deserving of that. Yeah. And I think the, the key element that made me sort of move from my comfortable space of the sofa and the space I'm in a lot of the time great was remembering previous trips where going into a brand new space, so many things opened up that re ignited the sense of what the child energy really the the yeah. sense of wonder the sense of adventure the ability to explore whether you share that or whether you uh, generate that as something you want to do for yourself um the trick is like you say because you know if we looked at the suitcase as a metaphor for what we take with us yeah you know in terms of what we pack what we carry in when we go on that trip rather than planning for every eventuality because actually what happened while I was in the last two days we've had a petrol crisis a fuel crisis in the UK yeah and because I wasn't we weren't watching tv and I don't watch the news anyway but on my phone I've got now think sometimes it'll flash up and it says petrol crisis and I was like <laughs> I'm 250, oh, 250 miles away from home and I've got quarter of a tank. I'm actually not going to get home if I don't. So I, I could feel, and we talked, and you talk about this a lot, about being in the centre of the wheel, that the chaos can be all around, but how do we stay centred and not get drawn into mm -hmm. our own dramas or the dramas that are accumulating around us? Because there's still astrologically the potential over the next month for the chaos to ensue in lots of different ways at the moment it's a fuel crisis and I think we, we've got an energy crisis uh lurking uh, uh, that has been so-called uh around the corner mm -hmm. so I'm there 250 miles away from home I mean I'm in the UK so that at least it is a good thing because I have been uh, stuck abroad um I think it was 2013 or 11 I can't remember which one when the Icelandic ash cloud erupted yeah yeah, yeah. and filled the sky in the whole world and I was actually on holiday with a friend uh in Tunisia and it was one of the holidays that I actually hated from the moment that I landed I didn't like the area I didn't like the place um it was it was 10 security guards on beaches and just the whole whole thing and so if there's one place that I never really wanted to get stuck in the world at the time was there so I think we were about three days away from uh flying back when on the news because when you go to europe when you're from the you know from the uk all you get is news on the tv euro news sky news all of that you don't seem to get any other programs and so 24 7 the news is showing this volcano erupting and, and my friend and i are in the room watching it unfold 
our brain's not comprehending what is happening because that's the thing right. when things come that you don't expect. So my first reaction is, you know, because we all have a reaction, don't we? Is I'm getting the hell out of here. So I'm on, I'm, I'm trying to work this um, computer that had a keyboard that looked like hieroglyphics. Yeah. And honestly, I've never spent so long trying to construct an email in my life because I couldn't find the keys and I kept on running out of money for the internet because oh, it all no. worked different. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to uh, work out how to get to Italy from there by boat. My friend who's in the, compl- I think my friend went into shock uh, because I'm talking to her and there's no, you know, nothing's yeah. going on. No and I'm like, do we leave my friend here and Scarpa? Do we stay here? Do we ride out? So this was now panic and fear being activated in a country that I didn't really want to spend time in, that I didn't feel that safe in. Now, safety and trust is a whole different right. uh, ball game. So um so yeah the idea of being in another country and then we ended up uh being transferred to another hotel to another part of the island and it was really bizarre because you know when you do start to meditate and practice mindfulness it's quite interesting how you start to see a movie unfold in front of your eyes yeah you know and so I remember sitting in the gardens of and the hotel they moved us to we were really lucky all everything was covered with this company um, so we were still in, you know, accommodation, but it was in a better part of the island. It was safer. But now that it was tense because we're not on holiday anymore. And I saw this at the beginning of COVID where people are on beautiful desert islands, partying away, free love, free, you know, spirited, all of that. This hits and everything changes because right. Nirvana is only ever su- superficial to a, to a large degree in a lot of these things. And so... Um, so we're watching all this unfold and the whole conversation all the time, as it was here last last year to do with COVID, was just that one thing about the Icelandic uh, ash cloud. So I'm in Cornwall this, this week and the petrol crisis <laughs> comes up. So I could feel the rumblings. And we were talking earlier that initially, and Ram Das was talking about this, he said something that I absolutely loved hearing because he was a psychologist throughout. He was a professor and an esteemed one for a long time until they, you know, because he experimented a bit with mushrooms and that wasn't taken too well in the establishment at the time. Um, and he talked about how no matter how much he meditated and his gurus and how much intro, you know, introspective work he did or dimensions he traveled to he still had his neurosis you know and this is an eminent professor of phd psychology that right. you know talks about that and so that's the thing is no matter how much work you put into it and how much you apply these things we still have these things that make us who we are where it's the yeah. drama or what we get caught into but he says over time, what happens, and this is how I was experiencing it this week, it's not big like this. The shock or the fear or the whatever doesn't expand to a, a really large place, but you still experience it. I still yeah. felt that tension. I still felt the panic of wanting to drive to the petrol station and 
fill up the car and fill up my shoes and fill yeah, up, fill up some plastic bags or something. Yeah. <laughs> so that I was like, yeah. But then I'm, my my rational mind then, because the, if you go into panic, you you lose your rational mind. Yeah. My rational mind came in and said, Mel, you're in the UK. You're okay. If right. the car doesn't move because there's no petrol, there are still trains, there are still buses, or you sort something else out. And then I'm thinking, but I didn't bring my work laptop. <laughs> Uh, but they need me. <laughs> they need me. They need you know, me. I, they can only do without me for five days or ten days. And so the the rational brain was was talking to the part of me, the the neurosis, the little part right. that was going, right. ah, you know, what about that? So I was like, no. So again, strategy. Breathe into the moment. Okay, what shall I do? Yeah, let's go and find if if I can uh, top up the car, but not with that erratic scrambling. It energy. wasn't a survival technique. It was more, no. you know, it was more measured. I, yeah, I'm a I'm a um, an adult human, and I know I need a plan. So I'm just going to go ahead and without myself be going straight into survival mode, I'm just going to create this plan for myself that I'm not attached to. And, you know, I know I'm going to need, I'm going to need gasoline. I know this. So I was going to need it anyways. So I might as well stop and do that. And without letting that fear monger, like that fear monger spirit within us. It makes you feel like you're going to fight or flight. Yes. And it does. Yeah. It really does. It and, really does. You know, I have my, of course I have my own as well. And it's one of those moments where you have to pat yourself on the back for not spinning out, you know, because you could easily <laughs> have spun out and yeah. that was kicking everyone out the way. Get out of the Get way. Out of I need way. this <laughs> out of my way <laughs> yeah so yeah yeah so I you know and um and then it's trust because it's then tapping into your internal radar yeah you know of yeah uh, of putting the feelers out and go okay I do need this because I won't get home so let's give right. it a go and because one had already closed because this the mess the media had obviously instigated all this so um one had already closed so it's like okay but in that part of the UK, it's very rural. Shops are not like here, where I They're can not, go to yeah. five petrol stations around me. Yeah. And, you know, well, actually, it's not working at the moment because the, most of those have been closed. Um, but I'm in a rural place where everything's like seven miles, 10 miles, 15 miles, 20 miles. So luckily, I had my now new phone because the other phone had died. Right. So, you know, and I'm like, where, where are the stations? So it was keeping in the rational mind and it was breathing into what started to feel like some panic of where am I, how will I get home, all of that, which was very similar to the feelings I had when I was in, you know, uh, when I was on holiday when the Icelandic uh, cloud erupts, because these patterns of being and these experiences are the same no matter where we are and manifest in the same way. Yeah. Same yeah. framework. It just details are a little different. And yeah. yeah. So it's, it's always um, interesting when we, we hit that part of that cycle or that, you know, out of our control events and you, in, you know, being in the center of the will, it, it it's far less traumatic on the body, on the mind yeah. and on the spirit. Yeah. If you say, 
I can see where there's a potential for a problem, but I'm not going to act as if the problem already exists. Instead, I'm just going to take steps in the right direction to prevent any sort of problem to be created or to create a problem that, that isn't going to be there. And yeah. yeah, And, you know, and, um, this, this happens to me often, you know, I, I read it too far into things. I do too far into things, but when you're able to step back and allow that rational brain, and I love that you're speaking of the rational, um, and then, you know, your right side, left side brain, because we are in mercury retrograde right now. Mm. And, and I feel like that might've helped you out a little bit because what mercury retrograde does is say you use your right side of the brain. Well, now it's going to ask you to use the left side of the brain or vice versa. Right. So now you're having to get creative with a logical problem instead yes. of like running in circles around the, the potentiality of the problem. Now yeah. you're having to now focus on a creative ways to accommodating the problem and yeah. uh, being in mercury retrograde is actually the a perfect time to do that in because it allows what, if you're normally, um, you know, a left brain person to think, and now you're thinking more rationally instead of more emotionally based. And so it's, uh, it's cool that that happened during you know the the shadow side of uh mercury hitting because that's because that's the thing isn't it is the shadow is um where we've collected all of those messages and ideas and not just who we think we are or the aspects of ourselves that we don't want to show to people um but all of those patterns of interactions of how we interact with people the environment um you know our spirit the earth whatever that is that interaction all the time and and so to have to sort of have it phrased in that way and I've heard this a few times because I think this is one of the things that can trip a lot of people up whether they're in the spiritual realm the psychology realm whether they're professionals or lay people whatever level of understanding and experience they've got is that somehow if we apply all of these things that somehow we get to a homeostasis and everything just ticks along tickety-boo you know and that nothing ever sort of comes along that challenges us again so that's sometimes part of the fear of releasing the drama and because drama is can ignite quite strong passionate enlivening emotions just as anger does whereas depression uh anxiety is just living on the tipping point all the time it's yeah. not pleasant you can't live like that too long depression mm. can just feel like flatlining where yeah. there is nothing no energy or whatever yeah so the drama can be quite attractive to a yes. lot of people to be hooked into because yeah. it's enlivening and so sometimes and and it's a bit like going back to placing my laptop somewhere that I'm not going to take it with me because um when you allow yourself to release uh what you've been partaking in the 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 ego mind can be like well who are you going to be and uh, and then what well then it's boring what are you going to do and I still after years of practicing meditation mindfulness doing yoga I still get that because that's still a pattern that comes up for me because we're created to have that pattern. That is more than just conditioning. That is literally a pattern that your brain has inside of it. And of course there's outside external forces that help create part of that 
that the way you do it, but yeah, this is just part of it. But the, in like you're saying, we're just getting ourselves tools on the belt resources so that we can kind of not fall into the drama, not fall into and the get chaos into not, it. and not get, yes. And so now yes. what you're doing is kind of, you want to imagine it as like, you're fighting back. This is, you know, you're bringing, well, you're noticing it and you're saying, Hey, hang on a minute, because like in, like in the petrol situation, well, the yeah. reality was I need petrol in the car to get home. Once I'm home, I don't, don't use the car anywhere near as right. much like a lot of people. But at that point, so the reality was, yes, that's that's a reasonable expectation Very to reasonable. get that need met. Yeah. So your rational brain can look at that. The fear and the anxiety that can be generated in those moments that create that frenetic mm-hmm. uh, way of responding is the bit where, which is linked to sort of deeper pattern and deeper yeah. experiences that people have had where they felt unsafe in the world yeah. for whatever reason. And then there's that other part of you, which is who you have been and who you've thought yourself to be. And so already, you know, if people are listening to us now, already they'd be like, oh, well, there's this, there's this and this. And as you said earlier, you know, sometimes transplanting yourself and going to a new space is because there's just too much going on. It, it gets overwhelming. And yeah. our brain, I, I can manage these, but could I manage it all in one go? You know, if the petrol thing was happening at the same time, something else is something else. It, it, you then have to take yourself off to a different space with no people at all to regroup, to ground right. yourself, to, to get back into your, to your body because if you trip out too much in fight on flight, then you can have all these reactions and slip into a, uh, into a way of being that will, the, the trigger of the pattern will throw you into a way of being that is not productive anymore or that can get you into trouble or, you know, depending on what your response has been in the past. Because some people can even go on. I know when I've had intense extreme days, yeah. That's when I need an in, sometimes an intense extreme experience to counteract it, yeah. to bring it down, yeah. you know, and, and it's that interplay that can be overwhelming. Yes. So it, it's almost like, I think, yeah, you said it, it's, we have to prepare the, the work is about preparing us, isn't it? It's, preparing us for the journey we haven't taken yet so that when things come up we're less likely to be knocked over by the wind and the rain and you're no longer a cow being tipped you know now you're standing still like a tree and trees are hard to sway you're building the root system yeah the 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 deep roots so that as your branches grow no wind will bend or break you you know things are going to sway you this is part of life life resilience Yes, is meant to be stacked with experiences and not all experiences are going to be perceived as good. Yes. But the more you build this, that root system, build your tools, work through your, your issues so that you can come on the other side. It doesn't mean that the world, the world doesn't change just because you did, mm-hmm. but the perception of the world changes because you did. And the way that you handle the world changes because you did. And, you know, I have experiences 
consistently that would used to wrap me in the drama of it all and the chaos of it all and just be very involved in every aspect of it and the need to be involved in it. And now I kind of just sit back and say, this is what it is. Mm. So, you know, obviously through heart, but in a logical way, how do I work through this mm. and, you know, and, and find the compassion in it and find the grace in it and realize that there's still beauty inside of whatever that negative experience is. There's still <laughs> yeah. something very beautiful to take away from it. But because I've garnered the tools, because I've really worked on those things, those hot buttons, those those moments that felt very survival instinct kicking in, I began to, um, when, when life comes, you know, it, it does its little, you know, roller coaster movement on me. It's not as, as severe anymore. Now it's more yeah. like this is here. Yeah. So now it's... how do I fix this or how do I yeah. acknowledge this or how do I, you know, move through this? And it just really seems to help tremendously. Yeah, because as you were talking, I was getting the image of an athlete because, you know, athletes train for events, but it, the, whether you're a mountain climber, an athlete, you know, swimmer is it's you preparing the mind and body. It's about your focus, isn't it? And it's about mental resilience and physical yeah. resilience. And I think, again, this was a mistake I made years ago. You know, it's like, well, I, I work on all this stuff and I've cleared this stuff and it's like, then something would come along and there was a phrase that I, I read a few weeks ago where I think someone was saying, you know, they're always waiting for the other shoe to drop. So yeah. they, they, they can't trust that because it, it's like the anxiety and all of that stuff that we hold on to is sometimes because it's this thwarted perception of, well, if we do that, it keeps us safe because the shoe's always going to drop. Um, so in a way you're then uh pretend you've got the potential to re-manifest the reality that you don't want because right. you're holding the belief that you know the moment things start to improve and get better shoes going to drop but it's a fallacy because life is the cycle of ups and downs birth yeah. death marriages all of that the natural cycles you yeah. know that at some point we're going to experience something yeah. that is is going to be stressful sad good or whatever but i think both of us experienced much more and for longer periods of time, those what can be intermittent peak experiences that often people don't even realize is a peak experience because right. they're so caught in the, the mental um, limitations yeah. that even when the peak experience is there, they can't harness it enough. Well, because they're living in, in like, I call it what if land, the other shoe dropping land, you know, what yeah. if, what if, yeah. what if, what if, and we can reside the there. Yeah. And we, you can reside there all you want. Yeah. It's just not going to be as, as, you're not going to find that moment of pure joy, pure bliss, pure peace that, you know, we all are so very deserving of having. And, and mm. then once you realize that you don't live and reside in what if land anymore, that is when the longer piece, the longer of time where you have that pivotal or that peak moment and you can really just let it come in it's like savoring a really good meal you know and you yeah. can and then you remember that meal for years to come because you really just took the time to stop and relax and just take it in and and enjoy it on all of the senses that you can and you know when you stop living in the what if 
you begin to live in the now and in the now you really can enjoy the peaks and the valleys aren't so low because those are just momentary lapses uh, in the cycle of life. And yeah. you know, on the other side of that, there will be this. And if you're going to reside in what if land, you need to reside in that in the beginning when you're at your low and what if things are great, you know, that's a, what if land you're cool to live in. I would love that. I mean, I loved living in, you know, what if I could do all of these things I've dreamed about doing and, you know, and allowing my mind to wander in that land, we have a tendency to live in the what if, as in the, what if the other shoe drops and not yeah. what if, what if everything works out for me? Yeah. What if this is actually much more wonderful than I've, I yeah. can even comprehend. Yeah. yeah. Then you can live in what if land all you want. I won't have a word yeah. to say about it. you go live in what if land, but we have a tendency to live in the negative side of that. What if land again, I think I wrote an actual poem about what ifs. <laughs> Have you? I, yeah, I have a tendency to write poetry about experiences that we have um, in in our journey on in the world. So yeah, that we, I actually have a whole what if poem. So. Oh, that would be great to hear. Actually, yeah, at some point. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll get it out for you. But yeah. Um, but yeah. So when you, we are, you know we, we started this talking about this beautiful holiday that you and I both got to take and the experiences, but there was purpose behind that. You know, the purpose for us to even talk about this was, is there's proof in the pudding. There is proof that the hard work that you put in does pay off. And yeah. it, and it's proof that if you just allow these moments to come and these moments to go, you're going to find out that that is the consistency in this world that comes in. It's like the tide. It comes in and it goes out. It comes in and it goes out. And where you place yourself inside of that is the joyous or the level of experience that you're going to have. And we definitely have put in and by we i mean collectively speaking we've put in enough of the 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 sad work the depressed work the anxious work the hard work the stuff that really doesn't amount to anything work so let's start stuffing the cornucopia you never know you know what comes out let's see let's see what happens let's see that if you know all this hard work we do ends up being the blissful 8 to 10 days and on a beautiful beach or the blissful experience that I had and just allowing that to, 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 to form even when you don't know. Yeah. And I think just before we end, whoever's listening, we can invite them wherever they are, as long as they're not driving, don't um, drive. <laughs> to join us on a little journey to consider what you beautifully just shared about how we can use what ifs. So it's almost the opposite of the sort of anxiety about what could happen and things go wrong and calamities and all of that. So, because it's it's part of one generating maybe some of the states that you don't always have access to or noticing what you can and can't access easily because some people will have some taste of it and, and some won't have taste of that yet. I'm going to use the word yet because it is possible for everyone, whether they can visualize it or feel into it. Right. So, so for a moment, I could ask you to consider 
your what ifs. Okay. So you've had this trip and you've had a taste of the honey and, you know, the good experiences. So what if there was something even more? Mm-hmm. So anyone who's listening now, what if there was something more than any of the other what if experiences they've had in the past that maybe they didn't realize until they did that day trip out or that weekend or took that job or whatever, that actually there were loads of beautiful moments that occurred as a, as a point of that. And how do we pull all those in and notice the things that maybe don't feel as good because we go, okay, next time I'm not going on a fishing trip or next time I'm not doing that. And go back into that experience or if you haven't generated that consider am I the sort of person that is thinking well it won't you know as we're talking are you thinking it won't happen to me good things never happen you know are these core beliefs that you need to to look at let those go for one moment and for just for a brief period of time Mm. entertain the possibility that there's some other what ifs out there. So what if I could travel to a destination I've always dreamed of going? What if I could take the mode of transport that I see myself as wanting to go on? So whether that's rickshaw, plane, bike, in your own train as whatever that is. By boat, so, doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. So whatever, start- whatever makes that heart pitter patter a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So you've generated that experience so far. So let's go into, let's open your mind up even more because you can't uh, at the moment necessarily comprehend how much more this could look like or experience right. like. So what if your next uh, set of experiences or journey is something that comes to you that you haven't even entertained as a thought yet and notice what comes to you if if there aren't things coming to you and you find that some negative thinking and whatever is there just say thank you brain thank you ego you've always looked after me and you kept me safe thank you for keeping me safe and keeping me me safe and you keep me in this world but let's park you for a minute let's put those negative thoughts up Mm. there over there attach them to a cloud allow them to drift away we can attend to them later now start to experience what are you seeing in in that or what you're feeling in that that image or the experience that's coming to you and just allow yourself to sit and experience and open your mind Mm. to that we have a choice now at this point in history for everybody in terms of anyone that's tuning into this and their families and friends and everyone to either go down the timeline of what if all the eventualities lead to war, destruction, famine and all of that, or to entertain a timeline that actually is also equally possible of us taking these trips. And me and you wouldn't be so passionate about this had we not done these steps, putting this work to know what was possible. Because, yeah, yeah, because... Give Give yourself the freedom to daydream. To daydream. Give yourself the freedom to live inside of a world that is fantastical. Give yourself freedom. Yes. Because I mean, 
we are so busy keeping the negatives intact that we forget that there is a wonderful land of things that we can daydream that can envision the beginnings of manifestation that yeah. reside inside of your, your thoughts, inside of your imaginings, inside of the daydreaming. And I am, you know, it's funny because I um, went ahead and grabbed my notebook and I opened it directly to the page. So since we're talking about what ifs and allowing ourselves to imagine and allowing ourselves this freedom of the space to create your ideal experience, I figured before we leave, I could go ahead and read this poem. And you know, I, I'm a little shy about my poems out loud, but I'm going to do this. I feel confident. And uh, it's what if, what if it doesn't work out? What if it does? What if the other shoe drops? What if it doesn't? We could play this game all day long as it has the same rhythm, the same song. Nothing like a little what if to fill your day, keeping, from your, keeping you from your greatness, filling it with dismay. Some of us treat what if as a real place, allowing it to consume our deserving grace. If what if resided on a positive note, we would be more eager to lie there and float. Yet we want to stay in the negative, creating anxiety. This seems to be a common denominator inside of society. This world is meant to be experienced and lived, filled with compassion and quick to forgive. When you are consistently waiting for the other shoe to drop, allowing your mind to wander at a rate you can't stop, it is no wonder that the worst can occur when your mind and your when your mind and the universe always concur. So try your best to stay in the here and now. While you're not fighting your future, the heart will allow. I love that. Thank you. So we so, are all capable of having such a creative imaginations that allow us the freedom to realize our worth. And inside of that worth, it gives us this moment of saying this moment of pause that says, I am worthy of these things. What is it that I can do to create that? You know, and then you do what you need to do to find the creation, to get to whatever it is that brings your joy. Yeah. So make a decision tonight or whatever part of the world you're in tomorrow uh, in the morning um of one thing that can start to form the building block to explore the upside of all the what ifs as your poem demonstrates because we're all very well versed in all the other stuff we're not as well versed in entertaining these ideas especially in you know the world in terms of what we see unfolding but there are beautiful stories beautiful memories beautiful thought forms all around us if we struggle to tap into that in ourselves ask other people ask your friends what if you know if you had two weeks to to go anywhere do anything or what you know what where is it that you start to generate have you had peak experiences have you had moments where you just felt at one sounds twee doesn't it at one with everything but where you where where it is timeless where where you don't notice time anymore where you just experience the wonder as though you're that three-year-old child 
on the beach, um, generating and allow yourself to generate and sit and generate and magnify and and keep that keep that energy moving and being so beautifully as Ramdas says, being here now. Yeah. You know, in this moment. Being so, here and now. Yeah. Here now. Yeah. So thank you for your time again. And uh it's lovely seeing you. And you too. Great. And thank you, know, you everyone. You had a fantastic uh trick just as I did. But I can see I the glow forward. on you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. We'll paint some pictures. Um yeah. So I look forward to seeing you next time. Yes. Talk soon. Thank you.